WBNE. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Jade. And we're the Curly Critics, and today we're talking about New Girl Season 4. Finally! It's not like we were talking about Narnia forever. No, not us. Just a short Narnia break, and now we're back to New Girl. A little segue to trains, and then we're back. Yay, it's trains. Fine. I don't think there are any trains in this season. Yeah. I, I was thinking about it, and no trains. I don't think so. There are That's planes. Fine. Yeah. Eh, whatever. I think this season's my favorite. Is it really? Yeah, I was, like, watching them, and there were multiple times where episodes popped up, and I was like, oh, wait, I like this episode. This is, like, one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, I've got a few like that, but I just love Nick and Jess too much for that. I don't... I just love Ryan (laughs) until the end. (laughs) Their breakup was the worst. It was so dumb. I just upsetting yeah so this season has 22 episodes and oh i don't hate schmidt in this season (laughs) (laughs) perfect it's a miracle because he actually like goes and gets a girlfriend that's not cc and like doesn't talk about cc for multiple episodes yeah i mean cc talks about schmidt a lot but that's a change of pace. Yeah, it's something a little appreciate. different. He's not as annoying. Yes, definitely less annoying. This season was nice because for the most part, there weren't a lot of relationships. And so there was lots yeah. of squad bonding that happened. There was a lot of, like, starting relationships, though. Like, there was a lot of that. Yeah. Like, with May and with Allie. I mean, that's... I mean, friend and otherwise. Between the roommates, though, there was a lot of good moments for them to just be roommates and, like, hang out with each other. Yeah, yeah. Friendship-wise. As opposed to, like, last season, when it was just Jess and Nick... And then everybody else is just on their own. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they literally started out the season with them going to a million weddings together. So it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. The first few episodes, first few, the first three, I really was like, oh, no, I'm not going to like this. But yeah, the landline episode, I really like the background yeah. check episode. Episode 7, I didn't write down what it was actually called. I just wrote Gay Nick on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wrote that in all caps. Yep. Uh, Gay Nick is my like one of my favorite lines. Actually, my favorite Nick line is also in this season, which is you treat an outside wound with rubbing alcohol and you treat an inside wound with drinking alcohol. Yeah. I told that to my roommate once, and she's never seen New Girl. But she was talking about how she needs a drink. And I was like, because she was sad. 
And I was like, well, you treat an outside room with rubbing alcohol and an inside room with drinking alcohol. And she thought that was the funniest thing ever. And I was like, I wish I could take credit for that, but I can't. You should have. She would have been like, a wise woman once told me. And they'd be like, literally, that's a quote from New Girl. (laughs) (laughs) You should have just gone with it. Just take, anytime you quote anything and someone doesn't know, just take credit for it. Just, we're going to make that a rule. Copyright infringement. (laughs) And... (laughs) Great, so now we're going to get sued. Plagiarism. That's what they warned us about in school. I feel like plagiarism is one of those things that they really hyped up that I've, like, never really heard of anyone getting any major consequences for. I also don't plagiarize, but... Right, no, I've I've heard of some horror stories of stuff like that happening, and, um getting kicked out of school forever so okay so it's actually a big deal it it's a thing it's also like (laughs) a legal thing so you could actually get sued for it like yeah i mean like i know like copyright infringement's a big deal right yeah yeah but like plagiarism seems like the lesser issue i'm just also right i spent four years at engineering school i wasn't writing a lot of papers yeah. I mean, same as a musician. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, now we'll find out as I write theology essays all the time. Yeah, it's fine. Um, one of my favorite lines is episode two. I know I'm gullible because people tell me that I am and I have no reason not to believe them. <laughs> that is, like... That line is gold and could get completely, like, just blown over. No one even notice it. And that's one of my favorite things is just just says that. And you're like, that's one of the funniest lines. And you don't even really hear it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. (laughs) But I definitely had a hard time watching after episode four i was like i do not want to keep watching this show like i've seen all these episodes but then as soon as i got into episode five i was like oh my gosh these are so good yeah so episode one is called the last wedding and it's a very stereotypical first episode of the season episode yeah they're just everybody's getting together and they're trying to uh, all get dates at the last wedding of the season and it's like full new girl shenanigans and you can tell this episode is very dated because jess goes bidening <laughs> and it's so hilarious to me they're like you just need to biden him and i'm like what are they talking about and it's like you just need to always be there all the time To a a creepy extent. And I'm like, that's hilarious. Honestly, it worked. He's our president. Yeah. (laughs) He (laughs) Biden so hard that he won the presidency. (laughs) Just for president 2024. (laughs) The thing about that, though, is that Joe Biden didn't even have to try this election. People hated Trump so much that all Biden needed to do was be there. And he won. 
Oh my gosh, he bided in his way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's pretty on brand. <laughs> that is so funny. So maybe it's not dated. Maybe that quote will just stay a thing forever. It amazes me how much the Joe Biden stuff from like this and like Parks and Rec have just like aged so well. Yeah, like not in a bad way. Fine wine, my guys. <laughs> like, he's just. I mean, he's literally just there. Like, he doesn't do much. So there's nothing to be like, oh, I can't believe Joe Biden did this. And, like, make you feel bad about it. He's just there. And now he's our president. It, I just... It's too Way much. to be there, Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. That is so funny. That's literally my vibe is like, that's how I got friends in college. I would just sit in the hallway and look at my phone or do my homework and people would just show up and like, I bided my way through community college, everyone. Excellent. So episode two called Dice, where Jess gets on this dating app and Schmidt like teaches her how to date and then everybody else gets high at a police party. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. <laughs> uh, Episode three was not very good. Yeah, it's called Julie Berkman's Older Sister. And Jess's dad shows up and is like, look at my new girlfriend, which just so happens to be Julie Berkman's older sister. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Schmidt gets does stuff at work yeah they talk about sponges that was like the best part of that episode was him just being like okay say the first word that comes to your mind when i say the word sponge and they just keep repeating the word sponge that's the only funny part (laughs) i liked the opening where they were all like talking about talking to each other and then schmidt's like no i'm not happy i'm poor and living in a filthy thumble i've gone from riches to rags it's like reverse annie <laughs> no that's pretty good uh, yeah like, i love that reverse for annie <laughs> <laughs> riches to rags man oh my gosh it's just iconic it's so good um episode four micro i didn't even watch all the way through me either i skipped through it i was like like, i was doing the thing where you can see the little preview as you're going along on the netflix thing and i was like oh this scene looks okay oh yeah i remember how that goes never mind i don't yeah i think i watched it on two times speed and was only half paying attention yeah that one was just rough Jess goes on a weird date and then cc tries to make winston winston and coach models but then schmidt gets jealous and that's the whole plot but episode five is when it really starts to get good (laughs) (laughs) shut it down shut it down so episode five is called landline they got a landline because they're having cell issues yeah and then nick gets jealous because everybody's too busy for him and he works nights so he starts acting as everybody's secretary and then Jess is trying to crack down on teacher relationships in the school because Coach is sleeping with everyone. But then the new teacher shows up, Ryan, who she, like, falls in love with. And... Who wouldn't? He's... 
I like Ryan. Yeah, he's pretty perfect. I think that's why they had to get rid of him in such a horrible way, because he was too perfect. I just wish he could could have stayed longer. Yeah, but then it would have been weird, because she would have left, and then he would have just dropped off the face of the earth, too. So, whatever. Yeah, he was just in and out in a couple of episodes, and they had such a good build up to their relationship that I wish he would have stayed at least for a season. The whole like, oh, we have to be meeting up in secret thing. Like, that's cute. If he had stayed through season five, instead of jury duty, Jess could have gone on an extended vacation to London. Fair. Because she disappears in season five because she's pregnant. And... Then they could have, like, broken up off screen or something like that. I feel like that still wouldn't have been very satisfying, though. Like, oh, I'm back because we broke up. It's like, how? Why? Yeah, what I What is don't happening know. right now? Things like this are, like, Ryan and the coach stuff make me wonder about actor contracts. Yeah. Or like, like, oh, because, I was like, only contracted for six episodes, so that's how long I got to right. stay. Or like, like, in Gilmore Girls, uh, shoot, I forgot his name. Lane's boyfriend that you really like. David. <laughs> yeah, David. They write him out because he, like, is on a different show. Yeah. So usually when, like, actors get written out, that's what I assume happens. Yeah. But also, like, Ryan is just a supporting character, so he just has, like, a guest star role in the first place. So it wouldn't and I have really no idea. matter if he had con- conflict of interest, because he wasn't, like, a main character. Right. So his is definitely like, probably a contract thing. Yeah. I just, like, Coach? Like, why did they write him out? And it's just, Coach is weird. Because they, like, wrote him. He was in the pilot, and they wrote him out, and then they wrote him back in, and then they wrote him back out again. Yeah, but at least he got to stay for, what, two seasons? Yeah. It makes me wonder if Coach wasn't getting good ratings, like, for the audience. Yeah. Maybe there was just too much going on. The pilot episode especially, it seems like, they didn't like him, so we had to get rid of him. Yeah. But, like, why bring him back for two seasons and then let him make him leave again if he was in another role? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So, we meet Ryan, who's beautiful. And then episode six is called Background Check. And oh, it's so good. Winston is in the police academy and he has to get his, like, residence or, like, get his, like, roommates and everybody background checked to make sure he, like, moves on. And this is, like, prime loft shenanigans, yep. which I love. I wrote Schmidt stop being obsessed with Cece, so... True. Like, he literally tried to make out with her, so... I mean, he did. Yeah. And then, yeah. Basically, Winston is like, someone's coming here to do a background check, and Jess freaks out because she thinks she has meth 
And so they're trying to, like, get rid of meth while also, like, trying not to tell Winston. And then they find out it was just aquarium rocks. And we get to have, like, a lot of development in Winston's character. Where everybody, like, doesn't really see him as a cop. But then it turns out that he's actually, like, the best one in the Academy. And he's really great for this role. They just didn't believe him. Yeah. Which, it makes me so sad that, like... People who, the loft, and just, like, people in general, who don't appreciate Winston. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, I thought you were going a different direction with that sentence. Um, Oh. (laughs) Well, I just, I think there's something to be said about friends who don't believe in you. You know, like, you really are passionate about this one thing. Like, I... I wanted to try out for this solo in community college and my two best friends there were like, no, you can't do that. You have to go, you have to do something else. You have to do the other one. And, um, not only did I get that solo because I was really good at it, I got to do it again in real school. (laughs) So it's like, don't tell your friends they can't do something just believe in them and then if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out it doesn't matter right like there's an aspect of you should be loyal to your friends you should probably stop them from making terrible mistakes but also as a friend you should be able to see their potential and if they're like hey i want to do this if it's not gonna like actually physically harm them or emotionally destroy them to do it, maybe just support them. (laughs) Yeah, that's a thought. Sorry, I'm still a little salty about it. Like, I told, I told a couple people that my friends had told me that, and they were like, who said that to you? We're gonna go fight them. And I was like, I don't know you guys, but you're great. (laughs) Like, that's who we need to be is like people who will back each other up you know oh my gosh be supportive guys don't make bad choices make good choices sing landslide with your ears closed and don't lie to the police that's the moral of the story that was probably my favorite part honestly like Yeah, Jess was freaking out. She put aquarium rocks down her shirt. She was crying the whole time. But Nick singing Landslide and Schmidt just going, Nick, stop singing! I love the academy person who's like, yeah, Winston's the best. And then is like, you should really think about moving. (laughs) Oh my gosh but this happens in this episode where they're like just specifically has this moment where she's like i don't think of you as a cop and then later when we meet Allie for the first time the guys do the exact same thing i know where they're like winston you're gonna die and it's yeah, like and he got to this of- point and like being a cop is a dangerous job and like i could see them being worried for him but also like you have to understand that this is was what he wants to do 
mm-hmm. and like he worked hard to get there and so to some respect you have to believe that he can actually do it mm-hmm. and i get the wanting to be protective wanting to keep him safe i get that it just went to such an extreme that it part of it wasn't comedic anymore it was like you really don't believe in him that's not good yeah i saw a tiktok there's like all those tiktoks i think i've sent you some that are like i'm not the main character i'm and then it like Mm -hmm. says it has like a list of characters it was like i'm not the main character i'm the character that's just there and then it had winston on it It and i was like joe biden on it (laughs) it didn't but that would have been great but i think winston is one of the best characters he's way more developed and has way more emotional maturity than both coach and schmidt combined yep and so just to be like winston's just the comedic relief or winston's just there is like no winston actually has a lot of wise things to say and like he doesn't do a lot of like plot moving yeah but he's an incredibly important character to that dynamic you said he has important things to say one of my favorite lines that he says is you know the cat lives with you guys too but i get to reap all the benefits (laughs) and i'm like honestly say no more i love that yeah. So, I looked it up. Episode 7 is called Goldmine. <laughs> and the only thing I remember about this episode is that... Oh. Okay, I got it. Look up the description. Mm-hmm. Jess wants to bring home a guy, but everybody's like, you can't bring home a guy, you live with your ex-boyfriend. Yeah. And so Which she lies. I can't believe this is the first time that's come up after seven episodes. Yeah, so she lies to her, the guy that she wants to bring home, and says that she lives with her ex, but her ex is gay now, so Nick has to act gay, and yeah, and then the guy's like, I don't believe you, and then Schmidt walks in, because he's all sad, because Cece's thinking about getting a breast reduction, and it's really gross, Schmidt, right now. He gets so much better, but... yeah. Like, he's just so sad. He's, like, she's thinking about doing this. And so he, like, talks to Nick about it in a very vague way that, like, convinces Jess's guy that they're actually, like, lovers. And it's and they, like, share a room at this time. So it was great. Yeah, they hugged. And then Nick was like, bro, kiss me. <laughs> Schmidt's just like, I think you needed that more than I did, but that's okay. And just walks away. And the guy's like, that was beautiful. (laughs) Shattering every stereotype, gay Nick. They have to come up with a story because he's like, I can't lie worth anything, but I can make believe. I just need a story. And just every part of it was so good. Yes. Episode 8 is called Teachers. Yes. And they go on a teacher conference. This is one of my favorite episodes. Jess and Coach go on this conference, and Jess has Coach act as her buffer, 
because she's technically not allowed to date Ryan because she's the vice principal. Yeah, so it's not... With the coach dating all the teachers, that was fine because they're teachers. They're on the same level, but because she got promoted to vice principal and Ryan's only a teacher, they couldn't have any relationships because that leads to bad things. So... Yeah, but then they end up dating, start dating in this episode. And while oh, this yeah. is happening, Nick Schmidt and Winston are having a guy's night, which, like, starts as stereotypical guy's night and then ends up with them in, like, a blanket fort talking about their feelings. Yeah, like, Nick teaches Schmidt how to do laundry and Winston how to use a ruler and it's the most wholesome thing I've ever seen. And they just start singing in their blanket for it. And I can't. Oh my gosh. I think I've mentioned this before in like season one or something. But I just love the idea that Nick is the only like responsible one. Like he's an absolute mess. But also Nick is the only one who knows how to do any kind of domestic task. <laughs> so he... He's kind of like the street smart of all of them. Like, he's right. the worst but and doesn't know anything, but he knows everything. But it's also, like, a lot of Nick's laziness or, like, given or, like, apparent disgustingness is all by choice. Like, he yeah. knows what he needs to do to do better. He just doesn't. It is kind of out of character that Schmidt wouldn't know how to do laundry because he's such a neat freak. That doesn't yeah, also, make a whole lot of sense to me. It's also, like, a big part of his character that he has a lot of money. And so True. him going to get everything dry cleaned doesn't feel out of character for him. Right. I would just think, like... You never really know what's happening behind the scenes when things get dry cleaned. So you would want more control over that, especially as someone super OCD. Dunno, speaking as a germaphobe, not as a show writer. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a good point. Also, I, maybe Schmidt just has a good relationship with his dry cleaner. That also feels like something he would do. Yeah. Like the jeans place. So, episode nine is called Thanksgiving 4. And they're doing Thanksgiving. I hate it more than anything in the world. Where everybody draws a name and they have to bring a date for that person to I, the Thanksgiving dinner. I like the premise behind that. I think that's sweet. I just don't think that's practical in real life. Like, you wouldn't uh, just yeah, know I just... someone. That you haven't already tried to set up your friends with. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't just wait for Thanksgiving for that to happen. Like, yeah. I just also, I don't love the idea that everybody needs to have somebody. Well, that too, I mean. Which is, like, it's very much, a, like, we've been single for too long. Everybody needs a date. And it's, like, I'm a big fan of... Being single is really important for you to figure out yourself, and that there's literally nothing wrong with being single. Right. And that, I mean, I, 
I found that a lot of times when people keep jumping from relationship to relationship, it's because they're trying to, like, hide for some, from something mm-hmm. or, like, they have some kind of insecurity. Not always. Some people just do that. But, like, a lot of times, if you're just jumping from relationship, you're running from something. And yeah. maybe you need to stop and think about yourself and figure yourself out first. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if they... I know you can't put this in a 20-minute show, but if they had all been like, you know, I think it's time to get a relationship. Let's do this thing. This is fine. Like, that's cool. It just felt very like, we all need it right now. Ah. Yeah. It's a very, I mean, this whole show is, but it's a very sex-driven thing. That's why it's called Bangsgiving. Yeah. It's less about, like, a relationship, and it's like, we haven't gotten laid in a while. Let's all have dates that we can sleep with. It's a very sitcom thing. It's whatever. Yeah. But this is a good episode. One for Jess and Ryan, because they officially start dating in this episode. (sighs) The arm grab. Ugh. Also, for Schmidt's character with Cece. Oh my god. Because Schmidt draws Cece's name, and the whole time Cece's like, you're just gonna give me yourself. But Schmidt, like, actually gets her a date, and Cece, like, denies that date because she wants to be with Schmidt. So it's, like, a good moment in their relationship where Schmidt is willing to move on, but Cece is really willing to accept Schmidt. Mm Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of Nick and Jess talks in this season, and I think that would be the only redeeming quality of them not being together is that... They just have those one-on-one conversations like they used to. And it's so sweet. It just... Yeah. I like that they just made them friends still. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of have to be. The fact that he yeah. would literally do anything for her. Like, he would go on a tour of Portland. He would act super gay and kiss Schmidt on the mouth. Like... <laughs> So, episode 10 is called Girl Fight, and oh I gosh. don't like this episode. It's literally so stupid. I hate it when Jess and Cece fight. It's just it's so not written stupid. Well. It's no, ridiculous. it's so dumb. So, They're yeah, like, Jess oh, and Cece fight. They're like, oh, we need to have conflict with these characters. Yeah, well, write it better. You're right. So, we'll just move on. <laughs> Episode 11 is called Ella. The only good part about that episode is the whole time Coach is like, Winston, shouldn't you be studying? And like, same. (laughs) (laughs) Every time it cuts to Winston, he's doing anything but studying. He's like, oh, let me file my taxes right now. Let me do this and this and this. And I'm like, same. Same. (laughs) I was probably watching that instead of studying. Yep. So, episode 11 is called LAXmas, and basically they're all just trying to go home for Christmas. Yeah. Besides Coach. (laughs) Well, she eventually does go home. Yeah, I love it. Jess freaking out about having to go to London to see Ryan and then immediately making a new friend is incredibly on brand. (laughs) Yeah. And then Cece and Schmidt have nice moments where they're like, ah, let's be friends. Mm -hmm. And, like, they very, they really mature there. Yeah, they're 
even in the food court, Cece's like, I love having you as a friend. And Schmidt, you can, like, this is what I love about Max Greenfield. You can see his heart breaking. And he's like, I like being your friend, too. And I'm like, oh, oh, God. It hurts. Yeah, but then even, like, from that point on, Schmidt is incredibly mature about the whole situation. Yeah. He, like, waits until he has confirmation that Cece likes him back before he even tries to make a move on her again. Yeah, and then even when he does, he's like, if I am ruining this right now, stop me. Because I would rather be friends than not have you in my life. And I was like, stop. Yeah. So, Schmidt really redeems himself this season. Mm Mm-hmm. I, my favorite part of this episode is, like, Jess is freaking out. She doesn't get on the plane. She starts to leave the airport, and Nick and Winston get off the plane. And I'm like, that, yes. Every time that happens, like, friends, I loved that. I was like, yes, get off that plane, girl. Like, let's go. (laughs) It was just, it's so sweet to me. I'm like, this is the moment... Where I think Nick is like, yep, I'm all in with this girl. He's <laughs> getting off the plane. I'm convinced. Yeah, there are a lot of moments, especially near the end of the season, where you can tell that they're setting Nick and Jess up to get back together. Mm-hmm. It just annoys me because it takes three more seasons before they get back together. <laughs> because they don't get back together until the like last possible second of season six don't hurt me in this way <laughs> so yeah I'm i don't struggling love that. it takes them so long to get back together to the point that you're like why yeah. and like i get i don't know jess was gone for a lot of season five but like what about all of season six i don't know we'll talk about that when we get to it yeah but Episode 12 is called Shark. We meet Allie in this season, or this episode. Yay. And I love Allie. Allie and Ryan are the real ones. Yes. We also meet Moscato, Fawn Moscato in this episode, which I dislike her, but I think she was a good relationship partner for Schmidt. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, yep, because he's always wanted those, like, powerhouse women who will tell him what to do and whatever. Um, I actually know this girl from a show called Life in Pieces, which is really funny. I don't know if it's still on air anymore. I don't think it is, but yeah, really good stuff. Yeah, I don't even know what happened to that episode, but... Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Episode 13 is called Coming Out, and Ryan and Jess tell the school that they're dating, mm-hmm. and then Jess has to pick field trip, like, field trips, and Je- uh, Ryan's is obviously the best, but as soon as she picks it, everybody accuses her of favoritism, and things just blow up in her face. Mm-hmm. But they're cute, so it's fine. And basically, in this episode... Ryan realizes that he needs to get a different job Mm -hmm. if he's going to keep dating Jess, which is like, 
good for him for recognizing that this is where Jess wants to be and being like, I'll be the one to take the sacrifice. I mean, he should, because he did mention he had just started teaching, and this has been her life goal forever, and she's been teaching forever, right. so sorry about it, bud. Yeah. Episode 14 is called Swoot. <laughs> and <Okay>. I... <laughs> Nick and Schmidt are such a weird duo. There's such a weird vibe when they, like, work together, because for all purposes, they should not be friends. Mm-hmm. But I like seeing them work together and, like, be bros. Yeah. This is the episode where Jess, like, they're, like, fighting all the time, and then Jess is, like, trying to help them, and then they, like, yell nice things back at her. And she's like, you are yelling nice things again at me, and it's very confusing. <laughs> And then episode 15 is called The Crawl, where Nick makes everybody go on a a Valentine's Day bar crawl because he just broke up with his girlfriend. Yeah, he met Kai in episode 10. Yeah, which is Tran's granddaughter. Mm -hmm. His, like, bestie Tran. Yeah, um, we also get to meet May. And I love her. She keeps showing up at every bar they go to. And she and Coach hit it off because he's like, oh, you have a Kansas license. Oh, you're a military brat. Oh, we went to the different places. And finally he says, it feels like we've been missing each other our entire lives. And now we've seen each other three times in one night. It must be fate. And it's so cute. Right, and she's the reason that Coach ends up leaving at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And I like their relationship. Yeah. We don't get to see a lot of it, but I like it. Um, she they plays don't the do cello. anything problematic. Of course she's my favorite person in the whole world. Episode 15 has a lot of great Nick lines. <laughs> where, hey Nick, are you covered in gravy? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. My favorite and... is um, Jess going. So Ryan asked Jess to move in. She pretended like she didn't hear him. They have a conversation later. And she goes, the craziest mother nutter in the whole dang place. <laughs> I'm like, Jess, what? My favorite is Nick talking to Ryan. And Ryan's like, Jess and I are going to go to a fancy dinner later. I'm just pretend drinking. And Nick goes, are you saying that because you want me to go to jail for murder? And Ryan's like, uh, no. And he goes like, because I'm going to murder you if you pretend drinking on my bar crawl. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then Schmidt's taking care of drunk Cece and we stand that. And he says a lot of nice things. Yeah, and then Moscato comes and is like, I actually want to be your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Like, I'm in this. And then it just gets worse from there. Also, in this episode, Ryan gets a job in England. And her and Jess have to go, him and Jess have to go long distance. Yeah. A lot happens in that episode. Yep. A lot of plot happens. Yeah. 
Episode 16 is called Oregon, and they go to Oregon for Jess's dad's wedding. Mm-hmm. And Ryan's supposed to show up, but he doesn't, and so Jess and Ryan break up, and Nick, I love it when Nick supports Jess by forcing the gang to do things for her. It does beg the question, why doesn't Cece do that? You know, like, he's like, oh, I know Jess, I know she's not okay, and I'm like, she and Cece have been friends for over 20 years. Shouldn't Cece know that, too? Are you serious right now? Cece's not in love with Jess. (laughs) Okay, but, like, I don't know. I think it was good sentiment, but it's like, no wonder they fight. Like, they're not good friends to each other. (laughs) Yeah. I think... Cece and Jess's relationship in general could be better. Because she doesn't live in the loft with them. It's like the writers forget that they're supposed to be best friends. Yeah. And then probably the actresses just don't have as much natural chemistry Mm -hmm. as Jess and Nick do. Yeah. And so it's just like harder for that to come out organically. Mm -hmm. Also, Winston is really great. Because he's just... Winston is so great when he knows everybody's secrets. Oh my gosh. Because he finds out that Cece's in love with Schmidt and is just, like, making fun of her the whole time. And I love that for Winston. Yes. It's perfect. So, episode 17 is called Spider Hunt. Oh, and she it's just also an entire... broke up with Ryan. Yeah. That's important. She, he literally moved away in the next episode they broke up because he was being a jerk, so. Yeah. Episode 17 is called Spider Hunt, and it's just an entire episode about miscommunication, so. The popcorn machine thing, though, was hilarious. Like, it's not dirty, but it is, and it just, I was crying laughing the whole time. Like, it's so funny. Yeah. Jet, like, Cece stops coming over because she's in love with Schmidt and doesn't, like, want to see Schmidt, Schmidt, and Jess gets all confused, and so she thinks that Cece likes Nick, but, like, Nick and Cece are, like, fighting over a popcorn machine because they work at the same place, and it's... It's, like, funny, but it's just, like, I really can't stand behind miscommunication plot lines. <laughs> they yeah, annoy it's, me. it's tough. It's a rough time. Episode 18, called Walk of Shame. We see the return of Genslinger. And Josh Gad. Oh, And Bearclaw. The snowman. It's also a rough time. <laughs> yeah. But episode 19. Go my, ahead. My favorite part of 18 is May plays the Monday night football theme for coach. And that gets me every time. I'm like, there's love is real. <laughs> right. Like you don't have to have everything in common with the person that you're dating, but you have to be willing to learn and join in on what the person you're dating likes, yeah. which is exactly what May does. 
Yeah, they and keep what like coach running tries into, to do. They keep running into problems because coach doesn't know anything about classical music and May doesn't know anything about sports, but like she learns a Monday night football song on her cello because that's what coach likes. And he goes to this like art museum type thing for her, so it's like they meet in the middle every time and it's it's good. We like that. Yeah. Episode 19 is called The Right Thing, and my only note is, eh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Winston wants to be friends with Allie. That's nice. I like that. And he, like, tries yeah. really hard the whole time. But I skipped through this one, too. <laughs> yeah. So episode 20 is called Par 5, and... What happened? Um, Jess is trying to get computers for her school, and so she asked Moscato if she can come to this networking golf event to like network her way to getting computers. We see the absolute downfall of Moscato. Yeah, which is she, fine. yeah, yeah. And then uh, Winston meets this pretty girl who like doesn't want to date him because he's a cop. Yeah. And so there's, like, a little bit of, like, a racial conversation that happens. Yeah. I just so happened to be watching this episode during a lot of the George Floyd stuff. So it was very interesting timing. I was like, what are the odds? (laughs) Yeah. It was just a good thing to have in that show at such an early right. point. Like, it was done so well, too. Yeah. Some of the things in the show don't necessarily age very well because it was, like, early 10s. Mm-hmm. But some of the stuff, I'm like, I'm glad they talked about that when they talked about it. Because like, yeah. I think about a lot. There is absolutely no queer representation in this show. Yeah. It's, like... LGBT stuff is used as a joke basically the entire time. Yeah. But they do have, like, a diverse cast. Like, it's not all white people. So it's like, yeah, that's good. They also, like, they could have done more for diversity, but it was also 2011. So, like, it makes sense. They tried their best. Yeah. So, 21 is called Pantygate. And... Moscato blames the incident of episode 20 on Schmidt and then Schmidt like realizes his self-worth and yeah. is like yeah we're not doing this and like breaks up with her yeah she's and the then worst. coach realizes that he's in love with May but she's moving to New York so they move they plan to move to New York together yeah it's really sweet episode 22 is called clean break and coach is just like packing and trying to figure out all the stuff he's going to take, and he's like, I have to do a clean break. I can't take any memories. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they convince him to take memories and things. And then Schmidt and Cece get engaged. Yeah, that's... Yeah. One of my favorite things, I love the song Rivers and Roads, and I didn't realize why until I got to rewatch this episode, and it is so fantastic like that song it's one of those that would like play during the end of like a Grey's Anatomy episode 
it's just like dramatic fun song so like schmidt and Moscato break up and then jess like schmidt is all sad and is like cc doesn't like me so i don't know what i'm gonna do anymore and then jess like tells nick in front of schmidt they're like cc's in love with schmidt and so then schmidt like is gonna go climb this mountain to find CC, but CC like came back, yeah, for him, and they have yeah. a nice moment and they get engaged. It's so sweet. It's for as much as their relationship frustrates me, their engagement and their wedding are like two of the best moments on the show. Literally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's season four. It is a pretty good season. I had very low hopes for it. Um, and it has some of the best moments. Like, seasons one and four are just really good. I also am partial to the Nick and Jess episodes, but it's fine because they still have a lot of moments, and that's okay with me. Yeah. So, you have any other thoughts? about this season no great what do you rate this how many pineapples boy um i'll give it i'll give it an eight because it's only got like four or five maybe six episodes that i didn't really like the rest were pretty solid Awesome. I also gave it an 8. Nice. So, season 4 is an 8, which is the highest new girl season so far. And it brings our brings our new girl total up to a 7.1. Nice. So, that's great. <laughs> okay. Hello. We have social media like Twitter, which is really funny, and Instagram, and other social medias. We also are on the WBNE.org website. Um, read our bios, listen to our podcast on that website or any other podcast app or website you can think of. Yeah. The Curly Critics are a proud member of the WBNE network, which has amazing shows for you to listen to, one of which is a D&D podcast called Late to the Party. They just finished season one. And they're just gearing up for season two coming soon and all of that fun stuff. So here's a promo. This is an urgent message. If you or a loved one have been suffering from mild hallucinations, encountering what looked like a a horde of zombies, lack of fine motor function, there was no parking and I pulled up on the lawn and broke a sprinkler head. The inability to sit for long periods of time. Did you just break the chair? Jordan is holding a chair arm up. Roll to sit. Oh, did not do so good. Trouble using your tools. Are you going to take another smashy smash? I sure am. 13 probably doesn't hit. Does not hit. Sorry about the dice, Scott. (laughs) Or existential crises. And I'm playing Sunny Days, a high elf cleric, a half elf cleric, a quarter elf cleric, a mostly human cleric, a mostly human, but with a smidgen of elf cleric. You may be entitled to podcasts. Ask your doctor about Late to the Party, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast for the whole family. Available every other Monday on WBNE.org or wherever podcasts are sold. This has been New Girl Season 4.
Tune in next week for season five. <laughs> Help. Thanks for listening. Bye. There were no trains in this season, but that's oh, okay. Well, well, we'll let it slide. It's fine. All right. Bye. Bye.